Welcome back to Faith and Family. I'm Eddie Bates. Talking about camp, summer camp. Not just for campers, but for staff as well. It was a lot of fun to talk with Christina about her new book from Concordia Publishing House last summer at Eden. And if you, if it got those got your interest uh, about how you or maybe uh, a family member might serve at camp this summer, well, we have more to share with you today. Joining me in studio today, John Carolus. He's uh, well, he's a former camp staffer, shall we say, camp staff alumni, and now a, a student at Concordia Seminary here in St. Louis. John, welcome to Faith and Family. Thank you very much. Glad to have you in studio today. Can't wait to hear about your camp stories uh, serving as a camp staffer. Where did you serve, John? I was able to uh, work up at Camp Luther in Three Lakes, Wisconsin. How many? How how long did you serve there? I did two summers, uh, 2015, 2016. Well, 2015, 2014. Um, and then in high school, I volunteered there for two week uh, stints for uh, all of high school. So. Had you gone there as a camper prior did, to that? I did, yeah. Growing up, I, I went my whole life. Uh, my parents both worked there when they were in college, and so uh, it was always part of our life growing up, and, and uh, so I was lucky to be able to, to work there, too, then for two summers as a, as a counselor. So as you were growing up as a kid at camp, did you start aspiring to be a camp staffer? I think I think every camper wants to be a counselor someday, you know? <laughs> and and working as a counselor, you, you see that in the kids, you know? You, Everybody, everybody looks up to you, and, and they always seem so much older, you know, than you when you're a camper. And then you get there as a college kid, and you're like, well, I'm really not old enough to do this. <laughs> Am I really old enough to be right. responsible for eight children right, or 12 right. children? <laughs> Joining us by phone now is Signe White. She's the uh, president of National Lutheran Outdoor Ministry Association and executive director of Camp Perkins in Haley, Idaho. Signe, welcome back to Faith and Family. Well, thank you, Andy. I appreciate the time. Oh, my pleasure. I know you are getting busy gearing up for summer at uh, at Camp Perkins in Haley, Idaho. So I appreciate you spending some time with me this morning and uh, had to come inside for a little bit. I bet you've probably you've been doing some work outside, I bet, getting ready for summer. Well, you would think so, but <laughs> I am in the mountains at 7,000 feet where there's now two inches of snow on the ground. So. Happy summer camp preparation. <laughs> so not working on your pre-summer tan yet. No, no, no. We were playing on the climbing tower yesterday, though, so that was fun. <laughs> how do you prepare for summer? How do you uh, how do you prepare for staff? Do you still have some some opportunities for staff for this summer? We do. Um, many of the Naloma camps have some staff positions still yet to fill this year, and so we're still looking for some Jesus-loving folks to come out and work with some kids. What are you looking for when it comes to uh, camp staff to serve at these camps across the country? Well, there's quite a wide range of skills, abilities, and personality types that can work at camp. Um, I think a lot of people think of as camp counselors as those crazy, wacky, tie-dyeing, um, tall stock, choco-wearing <laughs> fun people, and they are. There are also lots of um, needs for uh, counselors who are more the calm, nurturing, um, or just quiet and uplifting reserve types who might also just speak Jesus into their lives, and that we're looking for both those. We're looking for people who can be um, wranglers. There's camps that are seeking wranglers, uh, so horse uh, skills and, and lifeguards and guitar players, uh, but also just people who want to come alongside kids who are in need of uh, learning about who Christ is and really coming into their own. Uh, um, culture today can be very difficult to navigate for a child, and 
they look up so much to those people who have gone before them just recently. Of course, we could hire 40-year-olds, but we would prefer people who are maybe closer in age to the kids. And so we're often looking for college-age staff um, to, to be in the cabins or some places have tree forts and Noah's Ark villages and all sorts of fun stuff uh, for the counselors and the kids to, to live in. Uh, people who also want to be in community, um, to be a part of something bigger than themselves, to give back, as as John was saying, that you look up to that and then you want to become that and give back to the community of the uh, the camp. So, John, were you the crazy sock-wearing, outgoing <laughs> camp counselor? How would you describe yourself when uh, and, and how you fit in at camp? You know, I, I think that... Uh, all those personalities are present uh, in most of the counselors that, to some degree, and sometimes that changes over the course of a day. You know, you might wake up in the morning and be a lot more of the calmer, quieter, nurturing person, but by the uh, by the time you're playing your all-camp game or, or uh, you know, in the swim area for an hour, you've you've transformed into the chocolate-wearing, tie-dyeing, crazy <laughs> counselor, and uh, that's one of the cool things about it. Signe <laughs> mentioned... You know, being a part of community, living in community. Tell me about life at camp, living in community at camp. How would you describe it? Well, you know, it's interesting because you've got you've got your roommates for the summer, but you really only spend time with them on the weekends in that way, because during the week you're working with your your campers, and you might be out with them for a week, and really not be in a whole lot of contact with the people that you're living with for the summer. And so, you kind of have this uh, kind of cool balance of being on your own, but also being really integrated because you can't accomplish the things that a counselor is trying to accomplish with his, with his campers or her campers without your teammates as well, your other counselors. And um, so, it, you know, it's a really cool community that gets built. Uh, there's nothing really quite like it. How do you, how do you um, manage the, the, uh, the idea that you're always on when you're at camp, when you're a camp counselor, you have, you have kids 24 hours a day. I know <laughs> many camps work out like the, the, they'll give you sometime an hour off here in the afternoon or something like that to, to, you know, take care of personal matters, sure, that sure. sort of thing, phone calls, letters and stuff like that. Uh, letters. What am I talking about? Email, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Who writes letters? We're showing uh, our age, Andy. <laughs> uh, how do you, how did you manage that as a, as a camp counselor? I know each camp has a, a, a different approach to that, but they're, they're, they're somewhat similar. You're, you're on a lot when you're at camp. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's always a chance you're going to get woken up in the middle of the night and either have some fire alarms that got a little dusty and are going off or, uh, you know, a kid has gotten sick or something or just, they just miss home. And, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, I think that's part of, uh, part of what you love about it. You know, it's, it's a really great um, illustration of kind of like what a Christian life is like because, you know, you're always, you're always living a Christian life because you never know who's seen. And when you're a counselor, that, that's kind of taken to a, a whole more uh, visible level because these campers are just watching you for every second and they need you every second. And uh, it can get a little exhausting sometimes, but, you know, by the time you're saying goodbye to them on Friday and getting ready for the next group, you, you miss them a little bit. How did you, how did you manage, you know, trying to manage personal life and things like that? How did you, how did you find ways to be refreshed uh, when you're, when you're serving others all the time? You know, it was, uh, it was surprising how much support you felt as a summer counselor from either people that had been there before in the past and had gotten older and still wanted to take care of you or um, the full-time staff 
go out of their way to make sure that your needs are met and that you're feeling good and you know your your program director or, or whoever is in charge of the summer staff specifically and works with you every day their their number one priority is is making sure you're able to do your job well and uh, making sure you're served enough so that you can you can serve the campers as well so the camps are on your side and making sure that you are being able to handle that balance and when you get overwhelmed you just take a second you know you pray a little bit cry a little bit maybe uh, make a couple phone calls and then uh, <laughs> you know you're back in business because you you know, you've got to get back to work. Signe, <laughs> uh, you go through the process of, you know, you, you have applications and interviews and you, you, you're lining up your summer staff. How do you prepare them once they come to camp? How do most camps prepare their summer staff for what lies ahead? We call it training. <laughs> um, <laughs> we Every camp does it a little differently. Some camps have only five or six days of training. Other camps have uh, 11 or 10 or 11 days potentially, or anything in between. So when the staff arrive, we try to accomplish a few things during staff training. One is we want to build that community up so that when those times come that you're exhausted or you are um, just struggling emotionally, maybe with a connection with a camper or something at home is distracting you, um, you have that community to fall back on and you feel part of that community. So build, building community is a key part of any staff training Another is to equip them with the skills, the hard skills that they're going to need, um, how to do archery, how to belay a climbing wall or a zip line, um, how to <laughs> canoe. Uh, so there's hard skills that they have to learn. And then there's the soft skills of what does it mean to care for a child? What does it mean to care for a child that's not your own? Um, how do you instill um, the faith and the emotional and the uh, mental growth that can happen in just six days. And it is, it's just six days that these kids are here, five nights often. And it's amazing how much change you can see in that short period of time when you're living all in community in one place, 24 seven. And I like to say uh, often staff or, or people will say, oh, you have to go back to the real world now <laughs> at the end of the summer. And I like to prepare the staff for that, that you're going back to the real world. But I think that the kind of community that Outdoors Ministry provides, that living in community, in Christ, in creation, is a lot closer to how God probably intended us to be in community at the foot of the cross uh, and in his creation 24-7. And so we're going back to the world, but this is probably a little closer to what the real world might have been like. Perhaps living at a little bit slower pace, not distracted by so many things that are wanting our attention, but rather more intentional time given to God's Word and uh, to serving one another, hearing one another, and caring for one another. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. In the middle of July, I will tell them that this is a slower pace, and they will laugh. But... <laughs> <laughs> Lower compared to other things. <laughs> John, as you prepared for your first time as a camp staff, as a camp counselor, you you had some camp experience. You'd been a volunteer. You'd been a camper prior to that, so you knew a lot about camp. But what were the things that were, uh, as you went through training and preparation to serve as a camp counselor, what were the things you knew you really had to learn in that training or that you were concerned about learning in that training? You know, you always get nervous about some of the uh, some of those hard skills that uh, Signe was talking about, whether it be first aid training or uh, you know a, a zip line or, or canoeing or some activity that you haven't done 
uh, before or had a lot of experience with. Um, but but what really kind of hits you is um, you really get a better idea of where these kids are coming from because some of them are coming from situations that are very different from your own. And as a camper, you don't really understand that these these other campers with you are coming from different backgrounds. Maybe their parents aren't don't have the same relationship with them as, as yours do or, or something like that. And as a counselor, you see that and you can really see how those backgrounds influence the way a camper interacts with his or her um, fellow campers. And uh, so the training is just so important, so foundational and learning how, you, how to balance um, those different personalities, those different backgrounds as you're moving a whole group of campers forward. You know, at some point you're going to be talking to them about Jesus, whether it's through a, a devotion or a personal conversation or um, dedicated Bible study time throughout the day. And um, you can't say the same thing to every single camper. You know, you can't just memorize a little index card of helpful Bible verses, but um, you've got to learn to relate to them, whether that's through your personal experiences or um, through what the Bible says. And, and a lot of times the best way to do that is putting the both of those things together. Signe, we've mentioned that there are several camps across the country that are part of National Lutheran Outdoors Ministry Association, and they're all in different settings as well. We have some in the Midwest, typical uh, wooded type setting here in the Midwest, but some of them we, we might say are perhaps a bit more rugged, probably demand a bit more physically of us. And I'm guessing those are some of the camps that probably have longer training preparing for that that more rugged environment. Tell us a little bit about that and, and what you can expect of the different types of settings that camps are in. Sure. Um, I've actually, I am also a staff alumni, though it is a long time ago, but when I was in college back in the dark ages, I worked at Camp Pioneer in New York, which is on the on Lake Erie, and so you have a much a flatter <laughs> experience, but it's on a lake, and so a large waterfront, um, and so the experience there is it, it's a lot of fun and games with the kids, but also they have a lot of family ministry that happens there. They do ministry to the military uh, military families as well, and then in the Midwest, you might experience more. Um, lakes and valleys as well, and uh, they have a lot of waterfront activities. Um, but even like uh, Wall Camp Outdoors Ministry in northern Illinois, which you don't think of as a huge adventure location, um, they have a paintball course, and so it might not be a rustic outdoor experience, but there is definitely an adventure in paintballing. Um, they also have done some, historically have done some uh, rock climbing and canoe trips as well. Um, and in Colorado, there's a camp in uh, at, at Lutheran Valley Retreats, what it's called, uh, and they have all sorts of rock climbing and outdoors things, but they also have just your regular um, sit down and, and get to know people and play games, activities like you would find in the Midwest. And we have uh, a camp out in Oregon, Lutherwood in Oregon, and there you experience um, just a lot of lush outdoor creation. So the trees grow like crazy. They used to have, I'm not sure if they still do, but they used to have a goat to mow the lawn. (laughs) Um, So that was a fun experience to be a part of and see. Um, A lot of the camps have um, pools instead of lakes and, or both. Some like Camp Omega in Minnesota has a lake that they do canoeing on, but they also have a pool that they get to swim in. And, of course, at Camp Perkins here, we are in the Sawtooth Mountains, and 
have a lake, which will warm up in August. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's a lot of fun. We do sailing and, and uh, stand-up paddleboarding and canoeing and kayaking and all sorts of things. And then all the way down in the south, you have Luther Homa that's on the river. I want to say it's the Illinois River, and so they do activities there. And they have a, a, a ton of rope course um, activities. Um, and I hesitate to even call it an activity. It's more of an experience um, to do the ropes course things, and they do rock climbing and adventures as well down there. So there's camps from coast to coast and all the way down in the south. And the best part is all of them have critters, and you learn to live with them. <laughs> you do. <laughs> That's true. You learn to live among the the, uh, the the camp critters, learn to live among the wildlife. Um, a, a, a nice variety when it comes to the camps in terms of the, the setting and the environment. Yeah. What were, all those camps mm-hmm. are still looking, but many of them are, and we have that information posted on our, our Facebook page, which which camps are still looking. And, um, and of course, people can contact Naloma if they're curious about where there's still a need to serve. What's the, the Facebook page? National Lutheran Outdoor Ministry Association or Naloma? Yes, I think it's... N-L-O-M-A. Look if for they that. just put in uh, Naloma or uh, in the search, they'll probably find um, the, sure. the Facebook page. National Lutheran Outdoors Ministry Association, or NLOMA. Uh, look for that on Facebook, and uh, we'll provide a link to that as well with today's program. John, what would you say from your experience? What are some things that you, some skills or other things you gained from your experience at camp that have served you well as you, skills or, or other things that you learned while you were at camp that uh, maybe you learned about yourself? Yeah, you know, uh, you learn a whole lot about teamwork and about uh, improvisi- imp- improvising uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to uh, plans not going exactly as you thought, or maybe you're you're doing an activity and it takes a little bit longer than you expected, and you're on an hourly schedule, and all of a sudden you're a half hour off. You know how do you handle being uh, being in a situation that you weren't expecting to be in? Um, you know you've got to be you got to be thinking on your feet a lot of the time, and I think that that really uh, carries over no matter what you're going to be doing after camp. Um, you learn how to work with your with your team. You learn how to get over the things that might have held you back before you realized you actually really needed that person. And uh, and you know you just really have a lot of fun and a lot of joy in in being able to do that uh, with a community of people. And uh, the cool thing about camp is you are you sign up to be to be put in that community, and you might not know anybody, but uh, by the time the two and a half three months are over, uh, those guys are like family. So. Great. You learn a lot about each other, certainly, and yes. how to interact. <laughs> uh, and I can identify with what you're talking about, learning how to make the most use of the time uh, as you're, you're talking about being on a camp schedule. And you, you have this group of campers, maybe you have eight boys who are uh, tw- you know, 11 and 12 years old, and uh, the activity you were doing, something changes, it ends earlier, or the weather changes, and, <laughs> and so you have to move. You kind of have to have this bag of tricks, yeah, uh, yeah. That you always activities that you're always ready to, uh, to switch to, so you don't end up with uh, a bunch of 11 and 12-year-old boys who are, are getting into mischief, right. because so you, you always need to be ready uh, to, to move on to something else in case uh, your plans change last minute. Yeah. Yes, you always learn how to pack the backpack with a few more things than maybe you thought you'd put in there by the end of the summer. So uh, it's great. It really is. 
Signe, what are some of the opportunities that are available? You mentioned perhaps Wranglers for equestrian programs at some of the camps this summer. Um, other types of jobs that that uh, that are available at camps. Maybe some might already be filled this summer, but other positions available at camps each summer. Yeah, each summer there's um, a lot of camps are looking for leadership staff, and um, that was one one of the things I wanted to mention too is that uh, one thing that we'll hear from kids when we visit the college campuses is looking for an internship. And and actually, just listening to John, it reminded me how much you can learn uh, on an internship at a camp. Um, and a lot of people think about it as an internship for teaching, but it really can be or, or a DCE position or something like that. But I've had uh, social media internships. So a lot of camps now hire a social media or photographer, a tech type of a position where they take photos and they prepare slideshows and videos and so videography work. A lot of camps hire nurses for the summer or medics so, and they'll even hire a nursing student to be a medic for the whole summer to be a part of the community there and, and care for the kids. Wranglers, of course, are common leadership positions. Um, we A lot of the camps have day camp uh, experiences where they send out teams to churches and so they're looking for people who can run those teams and coordinate with churches. And so it's a great experience in planning and management, even HR skills, doing evaluations, things like that. Um, there's maintenance positions. So if you're going into engineering or want to understand or understand how things work or even mechanics, um, we have cars. A lot of the camps have a fleet of cars that they have to manage throughout the summer. And a variety of things break every once in a while, <laughs> um, all the usage that's happening. So there's a lot of, of positions that you don't normally think of. You just think of the camp counselor. But there are a lot of positions that have to support that mm-hmm. and make that happen. Um, kitchen, housekeeping, Camp Okaboji in Iowa hires a lot of support staff. They do a lot of family ministry. And it's a great experience for those families to just be able to relax and unwind and not worry about cooking and cleaning and doing those things, and the staff support that so much. Uh, it's very helpful for them. So even Camp Lutheran, Wisconsin, as of a week ago, was looking for a kitchen assistant up there, um, and so there's different positions available. I had a summer staffer who was studying to be an engineer who worked here, and then when he applied for a job, they asked him, hey, you know, what's the hardest you've ever worked? And he said, <laughs> being a summer camp counselor is the hardest job long hours 24 7 and and when he described to that company what he did as a camp counselor they said you're in because even though it's not engineering skills the ability to work in community communicate what you need to do break things down at a simple level um, for different people those are all skills that are needed in the job market you mentioned, you know, working in, in maintenance or engineering at a camp and learning how things work. You also learn how things don't work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or what, what not to do next time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, when you live in such close community, when you work in such close community, you see, uh, you see the best 
of of each other. You see the worst of each other. Uh, tell John, you're smiling as we talk <laughs> about that. You know, yeah, we you see what someone looks like when they're they're most tired, most exhausted. Yeah. yeah. But you also probably see them. You know, you interact with them when and at some of the happiest moments of their summer as well. To what are you, you're smiling about that? Obviously, you identify with that in some way. You know, yeah, you. You get to uh, Thursday, Thursday staff meeting, uh, scheduling meeting, and halfway through the summer, and you look around the room, and you, you know you see these exhausted eyes and dehydrated faces, and <laughs> and then uh, you know you you come back together the next day after the kids go home, and you find out that that night around the campfire, you know, uh, a camper said to the counselor something that just warmed their heart up, you know, or or uh, opened up to them in a way that that had them connect on a deeper level, um, you know. Just this last week, uh, actually a uh, a camper that I had a couple of years ago um, <laughs> reached out to me and uh, and 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 just talked to me about some stuff that he was going through and uh, you know those connections that you maintain um, are just you know they're so valuable you know whether it be with a a, a camper or uh, most cases it's it's another counselor you know you you connect with somebody you work with and um, you know you find yourself going through a tough time at school whether it's finals week or or a tough time at a job and you know that person always has your back and and so you. You, you see people at their worst, but mm-hmm. you know you you're also very aware of them seeing you at your worst, and uh, the the humility and camaraderie that comes from that is something that's hard to describe. A camp is where I met my wife, and so she's seen me in my <laughs> in in all of those settings as well. And and some of our our best friends are from you know our our friends who uh, who we served with at camp as well. Just a, about thirty seconds left, Signy. I want to point our listeners to uh, to find out more about Naloma and the opportunities this summer. N l o m a dot o r g is the website. Is that right? That is correct. And uh, also on Facebook, look for National Lutheran Outdoors Ministry Association. You can follow them on Facebook and see what's going on with Naloma as well. Find out if there's a camp near you or maybe on the other side of the country. Maybe you're going to go serve somewhere on the other side of the country as well. My guest today, Signe White, President of National Lutheran Outdoors Ministry Association. Signe, thanks so much for being my guest today. You bet. Thank you, Andy. And also John Corollas, uh, camp staff alumni and now seminary student here at Concordia Seminary <laughs> in St. Louis. John, thanks so much for being my guest today. Thank you. Coming up in just a little bit, thy strong word on the messenger of good news. Listen to Faith and Family Monday through Friday at this time. Faith and Family is a listener-supported program. Your financial support is needed for Faith and Family to continue. Our address is 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can contact us on the web and download Faith and Family at kfuo.org. Worldwide KFUO, on the air, online, and on demand.